just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. For your presence, we have just a few minutes. We pray that you bless us in Jesus' name. And God's people, please say amen. amen. Please take your seat. God bless you for coming. Is it now at the back? You're blessed. So, I want to share something short and then we'll close. Because I am under instruction. (laughs) How many have experienced angels before? How many have experienced angels before? How many have not experienced angels before? Let me do it again. How many have not experienced angels before? Have not. How many have experienced angels before? It's Hebrews chapter 12. Actually, how many want to experience angels? Okay. I was, COVID, good to see you. I was four years when I started having angelic encounters. Yeah. And People could see angels around me. I didn't know. My mother told me when I grew up a little that from age four, a woman who was my mother's friend came to visit us and I went to open the door. And when I opened the door, I don't know that she saw something. So she told my mother that, hey, this is your son. Because Obe be a door no me who above for nine, above for four, above for nine, four. <laughs> Around him. I did a four. There's something here. Uh, it's my fresh something. My wife is not here to clean it. Are you sure if you clean it, people won't talk? Yeah, sure. Mm. Are you sure? Okay, good. Hmm. It's okay. Your daughter. I see in China, man for casa. Oh, my children were here, po. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for the scripture. So, growing up, Reverend Felix, I began to experience angels constantly. And they have been with me. People see them. 
Sometimes I know. Sometimes I don't know. But it is something that occurs. But I realized also that you can ask for it. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, or verse 21. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 21. Mincho. And then what I'm going to read, I don't like it. I mean, it's frightening. But the instructions for me to read. So I'm going to read it. And so, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Next verse. But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. The church is called Mount Zion. The church is called the city of the living God. And so he said, when you come to church, you have come to Mount Zion. And you have come to what is also called the city of the living God. In different places, God refers to the church as either Mount Zion or the city of the living God. Can I have an amen? amen? It's also called the heavenly Jerusalem. So the church is called heavenly Jerusalem. So yaba sorry, baby, I was here. I am Mount Zion. Tunya ufifia, you come mount and I tell baby, I finish your mount. Most of us, when we go home, we are coming from valley. So when you are coming to church, you are coming to mount, and the mount is called Mount Zion. So as you are coming to church, you realize it's difficult, but you are coming to a mountain. Microphone. You want to change my microphone? My phone is causing interceptions. But my phone is off. <laughs> okay. And it's also called a city. So the church is a city. Listen to what I'm saying. So the church is a city. So as you're coming from your house, you're coming to a city. <laughs> what is a city? It means a town. It means a village. What's a city? A city is a nice place with eh, urban something. So we, most of us, we want to come to the city. So he said that the church is called the city of the living God. And it's also called the heavenly Jerusalem. And then it's also called other names. But then he said, when you get to the church, you are also meeting innumerable. Innumerable means that without number. Innumerable plenty company of angels. So when you come to church, whether you believe it or not, there are a lot of angels that are to be around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those who are clapping, are clapping for the angels, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's powerful. I am saying I don't like it. But God has told me how to read it. For the sake of what he wants to do this year. 
I'm about to read it. And when I finish, you know, I'll pray for you and then we go home. Amen. But you have to listen carefully. And I'm giving you the foundation. So, what I've said so far is that the church is called, from this scripture, three things. Mount Zion. It's also called what? I can't hear you. And it's also called what? And when you come, what do you meet? So you are supposed to meet plenty angels. So when we come to church, we are supposed to. Somebody said we are supposed to. But unfortunately, sometimes when we come to the church, the angels have run away. And that's what God, God wants me to read. You think God wants me to talk to you about how angels will come. But he wants me to talk about how we drive angels away. That's why I said, I don't like what I'm reading, but I, I've been started to read. Look at the next verse. <laughs> I said, to, to the general assembly. So the congregation is called the general assembly. And the church is also called the church of the firstborn. That is Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn. He's called the firstborn. Of all God's children, he's the firstborn. So the church is called the church of the firstborn. He said, which are written in heaven. So the moment you join the church, or those who are part of the church, we are written in heaven. Wow. So as I see, so you sell, but you don't know that God sees you as very powerful. You are, you are actually in heaven. You are seated in heaven. Will you believe what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, you can get what I'm teaching you this year, you won't let the devil play games with you. So he says that, and not only that, and to the God, so he's now describing the God of the church, the God, the judge of all. So God is called the judge of all. When we say a judge, who is he? A judge is somebody who... One more thing about can judge here then. Oh, if I... Okay, what is the judge? Or who is the judge? You're a lawyer. Basically, basically, someone who settles disputes. So God is called the God, the judge of all. So God is the God who settles disputes. Rejoiner the prophet saw when he met Jesus. And the Lord told, Jesus told him that he doesn't take sides. Jesus says he doesn't take sides. He doesn't take sides. Even one offering on Watan Fukrano, Jesus doesn't take sides. He doesn't stand on your side and doesn't like this one. He, also, he has come to be judge of all. That's Jesus. That from the day many years ago, I read that thing. That's why I'm a peace man. And not many people are peace. Some people will take sides. No. This one is wrong. No. Jesus, not G, I'm not talking about somebody else, but Jesus doesn't take sides. Even if there's an wrong, that's why prophet is different. Recently we had a meeting and then the meeting, we were told that even those who have heard prophet, most of them, when they come in, they apologize now. Then, he will restore them. And just recently, one of the bishops was somebody who left the church painfully and has come back to apologize and he has been... (laughs) How many of us can do that? Whoa, me the lie with um, your friend the black magic. 
cross. Don't even let your shadow come close to me. My shadow come close to me. But he said, a judge of all. And when you come to the church, present in the church, apart from God, who is the judge of all, uh, Bible says that the spirits of just men. So there are some people who have lived either dead or alive, and their spirits are in the church because they are considered as just. <laughs> so you will be shocked that as we are here, Abraham is here, depending on what we are talking about. <laughs> That's why when you, those of us who are spiritual, there are times when I come to the church, I can be very, and then I just connect, and I know that this particular person's spirit is here. And I'm saying this for you to be sensitive. You <laughs> Sorry, it's like a groovy no way, so but it is far more than what we think. Is that when you come to church, you have come to meet all these agents or agencies? So, if it is a service that has to do with Noah, the spirit of Noah comes around. If it's a service that has to do with Papa Hagen, Papa Hagen's spirit comes around. It's a service that has to do with, look, there are many times that if I am going to minister in a particular way, if it is, let's say, Bishop Doug, Bishop Doug's spirit takes over. Or comes around. <laughs> if it's a just man. When you come to church, you come to meet the spirits of just men made perfect. just He's not talking about masculine. He's talking about human being. So Ruth can come. Deborah can be here. Sarah, Abraham's wife, can come. That's why when you come to church, there are times that Onyankopon is ministering through a man of God. And then, oh, you're sensitive. You realize that something is working on you. Sometimes it is Sarah who is saying that, Oh, they start to fail the mirror. Because sir, not Sarah, friend, you could mirror. That feeling, you know, it's a Sarah telling you, oh, they jump on you, friend, mirror, friend, mirror. <laughs> and if you are, if you are, which you must be, if you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to the things of the Spirit, you, you can easily know what is working with you. Next verse. And he says that now, and to the Ubuntu himself, when you come to church, you have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. So, Jesus is usually supposed to be in his church. Yes. Whether you see him or not, it's not your matter, because you, are, you don't have to see them. That is why this year I don't want us to joke with church. Because some of you, your problems are connected to how you treat church. How you even push chairs. How you just do things. Some even stand here and we win. Sometimes 
Some come, you drink water and drop it. You think you are doing somebody, you are doing Reverend Lot, you are doing me. You are doing all these agencies. Some of you come to church late and Jesus is already here across his legs. Say, hey, well, if it is school, you are not late. If it is work, you are not late. But you are coming to me, you are coming late. Okay. Some of you, we are praying, you won't pray. Well, we to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And when you come to church, you have also come to the blood of sprinkling. So there's the blood. So the blood is around. I'm talking about the, all these are agencies that are working. I mean, the moment we come to church, if it is church time, all these things are working. All these personalities are, all these entities are working. The blood. So, some of you, as you are coming, something is hitting you. Something is booing at wabem, and then the blood is just working for you. The blood is just working for you. The blood is just working for you. The blood is just. Sometimes, when you feel, when you rush, so you are not That's a God, we don't, we don't know the power of church. Today, that's, I'm trying to tell you something. Let's, let's put a high premium, a high value on church. And let's not joke with church. Right from bishop to the least. And I'm going to read to you something. Some of us even the dressing to church. Jesus is wow. Some of you, you have come to church as they are ministering. Say, wow, the girl is fine. Oh. All right, I do everything. <laughs> Instead of receiving the song, you are receiving bombs. <laughs> Some of you, as the brother is ministering, I say, hey, this brother Charlie, if I get down. Recently, Bishop was preaching and said, even some of you first love girls, you, as um, somebody's husband, you are even, not admiring, you are, you are even lasting after me. You want to have sex with me. And the blood speaks better things than that of Abel. All this is in the church. Will you listen? Okay. There's this. I want you to listen. Pastor faints in church. Obisa undidi into no fainting. No. 
Tieni yo. Mwa mubaye ni mwishira ni be dosu afiwe ohu. Ujidia ohu. Ube hune fiti this week ya. At it, we'll see how the year will go for us. Pastor faints in what? In church. And this is for those who truly desire divine realities and want to know how heavenly views and records with our earthly life and lifestyles. And this is a compelling note that calls for all of us to readjust our motives and our priorities with regards to church. So, I'm reading a story, which is true. Somebody say, Pastor faint in church. (laughs) Now listen. No one knew that the man behind this particular program, there was a program, let's say Todafest, God forbid that is to the first. But let's say to the first. No one knows or knew that the man behind the whole program had fainted and passing away in his office. This is a pastor. That's why I said I don't like what I'm reading. The service was electrifying. It was our yearly praise program. Those who know me knows I don't do things halfway for God. This is the pastor's testimony. I go all out when it has to do with the will of God. And you must go out when it has to do with the will of God. In this particular program, we prepared for 50,000 worshippers. There was an overflow. And the overflow was designed by one of the best event planners in the town. We just changed all our key equipment and instruments to the latest make. Which is what we are trying to do. We, in this program, invited three major Christian musicians from the United States and serving from an African country. Actually, three African countries. We lodged them all in five-star Reservations. Our choir, the church's choir, had been practicing for five months just for the program. And the new choir had a garment which was angelic. We have all the major we had all the major TV stations broadcasting live. There was traffic in town because our program brought the town.
tu restes en stère. Bon, on sait que c'est un peu radieux. I was enjoying the music on the exalted podium. You know, so from a beginner, and that's what he was enjoying the music exalted podium I was rejoicing that God had blessed us so much with such a great ministry I felt pressed so I decided to use the toilet in my office I felt like we oui, oui. I felt like Going to the washroom. So I decided to go and ease myself. Just as I pulled down my briefs to use the toilet. I slumped and fainted. Pastor faints. And I left my body. I left my body. And when I stared down at my contorted form, half naked, because that what Ronnie draws, Ronnie, not half naked and lifeless. I wanted to cover my nakedness so that when members discover my body because it's a place where members also come and use it will be honorable to behold but I couldn't an angel stood by because it's still church and he smiled and said leave the body there's nothing you can do about it and follow me now So I followed the angel into the church. I could see the members dancing with joy. Dancing with joy. My wife was dancing with other female ministers unaware that I was dying. I looked into the auditorium of 50,000 people. I couldn't find one single angel aside the one with me. There was no angel in the church. I questioned the angel. How? How come there are no angels in our program. Whenever there is praise, I know that God comes down. Who? <laughs> I can't find an angel in our praise service. How come? Then the angel didn't reply. He simply grabbed my hands. And at the speed of light, we traveled into the heavens. And I found myself in the presence of God called the light on a very magnificent throne words fill me to describe the beauty the throne was so high 
and mighty. And I heard a voice asking me, What? What were you doing on earth today? And I answered, Please, we are, we, we are having our yearly national praise program, which is tagged Presination. Presination. It is the number one praise program in any church in Africa. And the voice roared back. Who gave you the idea for the program? I, I didn't know when a large screen opened, but in front of me, this large screen, and I saw myself watching a concert by Beyonce. Do you know Beyonce? Yes. Do you know Beyonce? Yes. Who is Beyonce? A worldly musician. by Beyonce after which I decided to do the Christian version and the idea came from my heart and then the light the Lord himself asked who gave you the name for the program (laughs) please I saw myself in my office playing with various words to form the title. So I personally, I personally gave the title myself. And the light asked, and who chose the date for the program? <laughs> what are these plenty questions now? <laughs> I saw myself with the church council, the pastors, <laughs> who were looking at the calendar <laughs> to choose the date that works best for us. I led the team in choosing the date and the Lord asked who was glorified by the last program. (laughs) I saw myself and my wife discussing in our bedroom. (laughs) We were, we were, we were, we were, we were talk. We were, we were reading the various accolades from all over the world. I saw another scene where I was preaching and I was telling the church how our praise program was the best in Africa. I saw another scene. I was receiving award for the praise pastor of the year. I saw the award sitting visibly behind my chair in the office so that it can be seen by all in my broadcast. I shared in the glory for the program. And the Lord said, you designed the program, you created it, you named it, and you executed it. Listen, I have no records of any such program here in heaven. I have no hands in it, and I don't give rewards for assignments I didn't give. And I saw a mighty hand. Collecting a document, 
entitled prisonization from my hands and tossing it into the fire. Before I could say a word, I was lifted into a place and what I saw and heard were too much for me. I started shedding tears of joy. (laughs) I was in the midst of the largest choir that had gathered. I have ever seen such. I have never seen such. Trillions upon trillions of angels in pure white choir robes. Their voices were too sweet, too delicious, too sonorous, too melodious, too vicious. <laughs> that I started shedding tears of joy. Just at that instant, a large screen opened right in front of me. And in our program, the most expensive international gospel artist voice boomed from invisible speakers. The whole music, the voice, the costly instruments all sounded like frog clicking in comparison to the heavenly choir. With nice sound. Asumo, it was like frog. Oh! How, how does frogs make noise? So as we are hearing, in the rest of the season, I screamed. Please, please stop. Please, please stop the noise. Stop it. <laughs> then the screen changed to an old woman in a remote village singing hymns in a foreign language and her voice was so ordinary. And this old woman singing hymns was what was bringing that effect of the angels. Fine white smoke was coming from her mouth but by the time it gets to the throne of the of the Lord, it becomes sound, just like the beautiful voices of the angelic choir. Abirwebio, not in Holy, are you Lord God Almighty? And worthy is the Lord, worthy is the Lord. And it was creating that effect compared to a choir. With powerful instruments. Which was doing what? (laughs) Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, this is frightening. (coughs) The screen changed to a very small underground church in India. They were having a worship service. The white smoke from their service was very thick and it sounded so sweet in heaven. The screen changed again to a popular gospel artist in his studio trying to compose a song. An angel was trying to give him a tune but he didn't like it. And so I saw Satan adding a new tune and new lyrics filled with pride, worldliness and love for popularity. I saw the song released and many churches were singing the song. 
They so much loved the song, but the song formed a black smoke filled with noise and not allowed in heaven. I heard a voice saying, those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. I am only interested in music authored by my spirit coming from a mouth that has been cleansed by the truth. I was lifted again and taken to the instrument section in heaven. So in heaven there's an instrument section. Wow. Unbelievable. I saw the head of the choir. He was very huge, very handsome, very smooth. In him was all kinds of instruments. Stars were all around him. I heard the voice saying, there is no vacuum in heaven. See the replacement for Lucifer. And I saw angels made of instruments. I saw an angel like a keyboard. But instead of seven white notes and five black notes, I saw endless keys. The angel played notes I never knew existed. And I saw another angel like a giant saxophone. But with seven heads of saxophone playing seven tunes at the same time. I saw another angel like a guitar. But with about one million strings. He sounded like the waves of the sea. Like a million waters. I saw angels created like drums. When they shake, they sound like symphony orchestra of thunders. When they were all combined, their sounds, the heavens vibrated in melodious heavenly music that makes me shed the tears of joy. For the first time, I understood the meaning of that verse. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. I, I heard the voice saying, all your flesh made music is like filthy noises before me. Your very best music without my spirit and truth are empty noises. I don't need your earthly music before I am entertained. I have more musicians before my throne than all of mankind ever created. I have rejected all the praises from your church. I have no records. I broke down in tears. This is the pastor of the church. This time, tears of agony. And the angel touched me. He told me, the Lord, the voice, asked me to show you specifically why your praises were rejected. Do you want to hear? Are you sure you want to hear? Are you sure you enjoy what I'm reading? Hmm. Frightening to me and to all of us. At the speed of light, I found myself back in our church. My wife was still dancing. The church was still jumping and dancing. The musicians were sweating. The instrumentalists were playing. But I was no longer entertained. 
my body was still lying lifeless in the office. The assistant pastor saw my lifeless body in the church office, the church office toilet, but he closed the door and went back into the church to dance. He was praising God that I am dead and he will now become the next pastor. He even went to dance with my wife. Gosh! The angel tapped me. So I took my attention away from the assistant pastor. The angel led me to the media room. We just purchased musical equipment worth one million dollars. Physically, the equipment were new. But from my spiritual state, I could see rotten blood on the equipment. Why? The equipment were stained with blood. I looked at the angel, confused. A small screen popped out right by my side. And I saw the day I announced to the church. Listen carefully. The day I announced to the church that we plan to buy new equipment. We posted the church account number on all our social media platforms. On the little screen, I could see one fraudster who just duped an old woman of her pension. He was happy to be successful. He saw our account details online and he transferred funds into our account. As soon as that money entered our account, it stained all our funds. As soon as the money entered account, it stained all our funds. I saw another member. She was supposed to send funds for the hospital bills of her parents. But because I, the pastor, challenged my members to sow their last money first to the church before anyone else. Her parents died three days after she transferred money to the church in defiance to the nudging of the Holy Spirit to do otherwise. As soon as the money dropped into our account, it also stained our funds with the blood of her about to die parents. And the Lord and the voice asked me, did you come to me to ask for new equipment? No, Lord, I replied. And the voice asked me, did you ask me before you became a corporate beggar, posting your accounts for everyone to see? No, Lord, I am sorry, please, I replied. What is written in the book? Of Galatians chapter 5 verse 9. Who knew scriptures are watch Because above who knew Bisano, Jesus Christ said, What is written in Galatians chapter 5 verse 9? A little living, livingeth the whole land. Thank God he knew. So he immediately answered, I replied, A little, a little, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. The voice said, What do you understand by that verse? And the pastor is called Jude. Jude! 
What do you understand? By that verse. And I replied more, oh Lord, just one corrupted donation can corrupt the whole church purse. Then the voice replied, I have rejected all the equipment you purchased. They do not bring me sweet sounds because the blood of the dead and the head of that woman cries to me whenever you use these equipments. Somebody say, mercy Lord. So you can imagine sometimes we are in church and we are playing things that God is not happy with. I'm showing you Churchill. Frightening. While I was still thinking about this, the angel tapped me and I found myself back in the church. A sister was crying as the music was playing and the angel asked me, is she crying because of the power of God in this place or for the love of the music? And a small screen opened up before me and I saw the same sister crying while watching a movie. The screen changed and I saw the same sister crying for joy when she attended the concert of a popular half-naked singer. The voice said, you focus more on the physical side of ministry rather than the spirit behind the ministry. Your worshippers are now used to the superficial worship. They respond not to my spirit and my presence, but they respond to the spirit of the music. I was lifted from the sister to the altar where the music minister was blessing us and blasting in tongues. And the angel asked me, what should happen when people speak in tongues? And I told him, I don't know. And a small screen opened and I saw the disciples of Jesus in the upper room. I saw them praying and clothes of fire dropping on each of them. And as they opened their mouth to pray in tongues, huge fire fell out of their mouth. And the screen changed. And I saw a young girl of 14 years. She received the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. Huge fire fell out of her mouth. And the screen disappeared. And I looked at the music minister currently speaking in tongues. It sounded as so good to the human ears. But I can't find any fire coming from his mouth. I was lifted from the altar to the midst of the instrumentalists. They were skillfully playing. But most of them had stains on their hands and black smoke coming out of their instruments. The keyboardists whose hands were playing the keyboard were stained from playing at the club. The guy playing the saxophone 
had a mouth stained with fornication. The voice spoke, Who are these? And I replied, Next time, if we don't have our own Holy Ghost filled people, we don't have to bring people who play shabu. I'm reading this because God has instructed me to read to His church. I don't enjoy it myself, but I've been instructed. It is His church. You joke, He will kill you. People are playing instruments and they are going to play in the club. I replied, they are very skillful players. We actually pay them to lift up our praises through instruments. And the Lord and His voice said, what is written in the book of Matthew 29 verse 19? And I replied, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the voice replied, are these disciples? Are they disciples? No, my Lord, I replied. And the voice replied, These are hirelings. These are not disciples. These are dogs. Musical prostitutes. Who follow the highest bidder. These are not children. Their playing is an abomination unto me. Just that instant, I was lifted up. In a flash. And I found myself... At a different throne. Mercy was seated on the throne. And fresh blood dropped from his palms. And he said, Jude, only those who worship me in spirit and truth pleases me. You have worked hard with flesh. And all your efforts have been wasted. And have no records. I will have mercy on you. I send you back. You have copied others in ministry rather than following my leading. I lead through the narrow way. Only a few can follow me. I hereby open your spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. I will lead you my way from now on as you follow the Holy Spirit. Go back! As I heard that word, go back. I woke up in the toilet. I heard the noise coming from the auditorium. I knew the whole program was just a noise. I knew God wasn't backing us up. Should I allow the program to continue? We had spent millions already. Or should I stop the program right now? Oh God, please help me. I don't know what to do. I stepped outside the toilet. I looked into my office and I saw so many strange things in my office. Listen, oh. This is the first time I am seeing things clearly, spiritually. I have been a pastor for eight years. I actually went to the Bible school of our church and I passed out with first class. I have been zealous for God. I copy everything good. I see from my father's in faith. But, somebody say but. But I was never taught that I could see very clearly in the spirit. 
I thought that only special anointed men of God were permitted to see. So I thought I could only see via my dreams. But right here and now, I could see things that had been in my office all this while. There is a standing golden clock that was given to me by one of my occultist friends during my birthday. It looked so beautiful that I placed it beside my table in the office. And for the first time, I noticed it has a big eye. It was a monitoring clock. It was being used to see things happening in my office. It's a clock, but it was... It's not easy to trust people. A wedding, a better clock. Oh, my God. What? I have been a blind Christian. All this while, being a blind Christian is way dangerous. But being a blind leader in the church is even a disaster. My attention was drawn to an award given to me five years ago. A community award for our church's contribution to the community. I could see, I could see spiritually that it also had an ear. I placed, you see some of you, look, one day I was listening to Pastor Benihim. He was ministering. I ministered to a very beautiful rich woman. Who had a disease, and the disease, part of the disease was a very beautiful migraine. And then he, he was led to operate in the word of knowledge. And I said, Ah, you are someone who travels a lot. And I said, Yes. Not too long ago, you traveled to Asia. And I said, Yes. And you not know, born particular place. When you come in, you bought some artifacts. I said, Yes. And you brought them to your house. And I said, From that day, the thing started. Sana nyoko toya, aye bibi normal no. Sana humbi wom. Odibe fi open and sister is a pine. Oh bottom, I didn't know that also. One of the times I went to minister specifically in Asamankesi, and as I was ministering, I called some people out, and there was this brother, nice guy, handsome, and I was led to minister to. They were lined up. And I was just move like as led. I come here, I come here, sometimes I kick. When I got to this guy, the Lord said I should put my hand behind his head. When I put it and I saw the screen, he showed me. I said, ah, I can see you, you are sitting in a barbering shop. And then as you are sitting in a barbering shop, this is what happened. No, is it true? Me, I'm not, when I am ministering, my eyes are closed. Is it true? See, it's true. See, yeah. So this particular barber shop, I described the barber shop, let me say, that day the guy was doing the thing, he imparted something on you. And from that day, <laughs> but the Lord has sent me here to help you. 
<laughs> I went to somewhere around the Dodoa Road to minister in a church. As I was preaching, and then the Lord said, I should turn here and look to the back, one, two, three, from the back, one, two, three, on the right, number two. I said, brother, come. Are you a teacher? He said, yes. And I said, class two, do you teach class two? I said, yes. I said, there's a boy in your classroom. You beat him recently, and he has knocked your hand. Your hand is praying. I said, yes. And I said, come. <laughs> Those things, we don't do it here. We don't do it here. We do it outside. <laughs> no? Yeah, I'm a pastor. And I ministered to the brother. He was in tears. In my own church, when I was in order, one day, I was just, I just decided to pray to the prophetic. And I was, I was picking everybody, one, 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 entered into everybody's life, every. When I got to this guy, a minister in the church, and I went into his life. I said, brother, I have seen you in your office. He works with cocoa board or whatever. And there was an issue that was going to cost him his life. And I told him what had brought the issue. I had to say it into his ears because it was not pleasant to know. It was connected to somebody that he thought was close to him. Minya. I saw sensitive. You can even come to church and catch something and go. Oh yeah. I'm teaching you that church is supposed to have angels, but sometimes there are no angels. The angels have disappeared. The blood has disappeared. Jesus has disappeared. A gift had an ear. And come on, can you imagine? And had an eye. And you are in the house, but the thing is monitoring you. Sometimes you don't know what does. Ah. Something. But there's something, a gift that somebody brought you. Somebody say, Spiritually, this had an ear. I'm almost finished. I placed it on my table as a thing of pride, not knowing that it was being used to listen to my private discussions. Now I can hear, <coughs> strange, sorry. Now I can hear strange, <coughs> sorry, discussions in my office. I followed the voice of the Lord and I discovered there were three personalities sitting on my chair in the office. Some of you, your workplace, this one is church. Church is equal to this, therefore, your workplace. 
placed it on my table as a thing of pride, not knowing that it was being used to listen to my private discussion. Now I can hear strange discussions in my office because it was in the spirit. I followed the voices and I discovered there were three personalities sitting on my chair in the office. One was dressed in multicolored attire. He had a chain on his neck with a bold emblem of letter P. <laughs> the second one had a head filled with dark smoke. He had a chain on his neck with a bold emblem of letter A. While the third was a female, she had a chain on her neck with a bold emblem of letter M. So I've mentioned what? P-A-M. Water? Sorry? They were arguing. They were arguing. It's okay to drink water. I'm sorry. Everyone left. Hmm. Is it not frightening? While the third was a female, she had a chain on her neck with a bold emblem of letter M. They were arguing. He can see us. No, he can't see us. He has seen us. No, he hasn't seen us. He has been blind since the day he lost his virginity in primary five. How many have been blind? Pastor is blind because he lost his virginity. Primary five, where are you? Ten years. Eh, oh, I had a lose virginity some years ago. I'm a national man, Oh, we thank God. Many people have not lost their virginity. <laughs> yeah. Most of us are blind. Because you lost your virginity. Some are about to lose your virginity. Miriam, that's why. Nicole, do you understand? So, oh, we are singing. All right, I do. Hey. Dancing stars. Some people have problems because of, look, my own cousin, who is dead, he died about one, two, three, four, five, six, six years ago. And he died six years ago, but from age 17. He died at the age of 39. From age 17, he went mad because he confornicated with the watcher seller's daughter. Every time he goes to school, the watcher daughter says, Hey, me brony, hey, me brony, hey, because he was a fair boy. Me brony, oh, me brony, ah, me brony, ah, me brony. But no, I'm a watcher. Innocent brother. 
Because hey, me me bani kunni abo, me kunni not ni sana one day. Opie opie ane bani ni me 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 niyi ana me niyi di no kokano. After that, Obefiye, after he was confused, so he was there now, and he said he wanted to go to the beach around 11 a.m. in the morning, school day. I said, ah. So he went, and when he went, and Chibia no buy, or buy no no say. I didn't know pen suit so. Oh yeah yeah. I didn't know pen suit so. Make an osre. Aeroplane in a woman on in a man, I on in a Look at you. Now, your not that dear. I see. And let me be, me me be, me be, me I gave him some dangerous kick. Bah! I made one to form. And then I put him down. Hey, it was easy because he's also a kicking. It was a physical and we tied him. <laughs> After that, we took him to Kolebu. We took him to Manfi. Those who know. Yeah, Mantore. Then it has just it has just started then. Me. And then it's like it will be Frank Akrana Buna. I didn't know. Oh so the was it design be able to see and TV so Yeah Kosha come and cook It's not a joke. And he continued. He couldn't go to school. We took him to airports, whatever training. He would just misbehave. We took him here. He would pick a taxi. He won't pay. Don't <laughs> oh, yeah. Police will arrest him. Don't take him here. Nice guy. He couldn't, his life couldn't be correct at all. It could only be a particular spirit. And God showed me what the cause was, but we couldn't deal with it. Fast year and fast move, you fast you. I grow when you see so my eyes are me fast to be alone. We can wait the Whereas you should have fasted for your own sake. No offense, they're variegated. (laughs) 
All that I'm saying is that normal. JD, life is not smooth. Which most people can't see. You will be dealing with a lot of things you don't even know. Maybe so. First, then come here. I think I was too over spiritual. I'm saying, Oh, yeah, Bishop, I don't play cards wrong. Because I am sensitive to things. Bitcher, my dear, so for any near back or top pyjamas, man. Nanny, I'm back to my top pyjamas, a man, bro. That's me dancing. Or tie the box and head. No, see, I need a mention me near by pyjamas. Of course, I am now born as a genome. We say, you don't say to say, could you work to you? This is a very strange feeling. What is this? And then the thing was like, why don't you go and sleep with your sister? Why don't you go? So he, he said he went as close as the sister and tried to remove. Him. Said, ah. so, so, so what am I doing? But the sister woke up and said, brother, what are you doing? I said, oh. He was almost naked. I said, what are you doing? And then with shame, he just went and then he removed his pyjamas and slept. Now he has just pyjamas the following day, he went to sleep again. Ness was going to sleep. He wore the pyjamas and the thing was this. Then he talked to, to him and said, ah. So he said, he tried. Remove the feeling is going. Bring in that the feeling is coming. Remove the feeling is going. Bring in no. It's that thing. <clears throat> then he removed it. And took it outside. And took kerosene because he didn't have petrol. And poured it on. And fire. He said, Shabalabala. I see he was expecting something. And as he was playing in tongues, then a strange animal that looks like a dog was, uh, is, is called, is it a hog? Oh. In the name of Jesus. Then the thing was, I didn't even be that much anymore. In the name of Jesus. Let me kill my sister, not that. So he searched the thing in the spirit and the thing just vanished and then they, they angrily went and woke the sister up. So where did you buy the, the, the pyjamas from? I said, what? Then the pyjamas you bought for me. I said, I bought it in town. Where? And she had to explain to the sister, I said, Oh, brother, I don't have any bad intention. I just saw it. I thought you like it. That's what I mean. I'm careful. Some things you dash me, I don't use. Mumubua, Obenya prostate cancer because of pure Taoshe. But you didn't know. Because force, no? This particular force brought this disease. Mumubua, Brazil now using breast cancer. They have particular Brazil be. I will share one more You'll be shocked. 
Yes, you might be a demonized because smoke that cost and no more pie. That's why me many years ago the Lord told me when I'm praying, I should go to somewhere in your hair and close the door. I deal with it from there. That's why when you look at me, I just you don't understand, but I'm going there. There's somewhere, a particular point that you just get to and then you just do things. A lot of ladies are demonized. That's why you want to see me to you because you're training. You're training. You're training. So I'm trying to close. So. Hmm. No, he can't see us now. He has been blind since the day he lost his virginity in primary five. If he can't see us, why is he looking at this side strangely? Ah, he can see us all. Don't you see the scale is removed from his eyes? Oh yes, there's no scale on his ears also. He should be able to hear us too. They stood up from my chair and said, Hi! Waving at me. Instinctively and bemused by what was happening, I replied, Hi! They rushed to the corner of my office screaming, He can see! He can hear! We are finished. Ah. You mean such things were happening around me and I didn't know? Ah. A deaf Christian is in trouble. A deaf Christian leader is worse than a pandemic called COVID-19. I faced the three personalities and I asked them, how can you be sitting on the seat of a pastor inside the church? And you are not afraid? One answered me. Don't you know that if you are outside the will of God, you must be inside the will of Satan? It's been a while that God had left you. And where God is absent, we are present. Ah! I raised my voice and shouted, I bind you in Jesus' name. And they laughed at me. <laughs> and one replied, Hey, stop binding. Don't waste your binding. And the other replied, Oh, see this fine boy, Pastor. Isn't it written in your Bible that you must submit to God before you can resist the devil? Let me ask you, have you submitted to God? Are you not doing things your way? When was the last time you asked God for direction before taking steps? You are not serious. And the third one spoke. Isn't it written in your Bible that Christians who are friends with the world system are the enemies of God? Are you not worldly? What is the difference between you and the world celebrities? Do you even know the Bible? Is it not the, the fine Bible verses that you know? The tough Bible verses you, you stylishly avoid. All you know is John 3.16. You don't know all these Ezekiel 2.2 and all those things. Irresponsible pastor, raising irresponsible congregation, teacher of grace. <laughs> they all shouted back at me, 
we bind you by the authority of the Bible verses you disobeyed. I suddenly felt so tired and I fell down and I fainted again. This time, I saw myself at the throne of mercy. But this time, it was a court session. Mercy was seated on the throne. I was in the accused box in chains. Those three personalities were at the witness box against me. My death, Mr. Death, was the prison warden who was standing at my back. He had a tag on his garment, a senior staff of hell. A very handsome, sweet-spoken, smooth, and melodious-voiced fellow was standing before Mercy. He is the head of the persecution team. The head of the prosecution team. I know him the same instant I saw him. He is the accuser of the brethren. The fallen choir master in heaven. He is Lucifer himself. And Lucifer said, Oh Lord my God, the one who is gracious and merciful, the only true God, I worship you. And Lucifer went flat before Jesus, rolling to the right and to the left in worship. It's not, oh no. <laughs> because of me and you. Man! This guy worships Jesus better than I have ever done. Lucifer worships Jesus than I have ever done. He rose right to the left. And Lucifer continued, According to your everlasting word, you said in Isaiah that your word will not return void, but it must accomplish that which you sent it. You said the soul that sins must die. We all know there is no repentance in the grave. This pastor Jude had sinned and he must die. Please let him die. Mercy replied. He replied Lucifer in a voice that sounded like many cool waters. Yes, Lucifer. My words don't return to me void. I once showed this man mercy. He's yet to enjoy that mercy on earth. And that mercy would cancel death. He's not dying today. <laughs> Those who are clapping, you will not die today. The whole court stood up and bowed to the ground saying, as the Lord pleases. And Mr. Death was taken away from my back. And another demon took his place. Lucifer again worshipped. And Mercy then said, my Lord Jesus. As he mentioned the name of Jesus, all the knees were bowed. And everyone said, Jesus is Lord. And Lucifer continued, you are a just judge. You promise to listen to us when we use your name. I've just called your name. Listen to my next case. And Mercy replied, Yes, 
I said that and I honor my word. Present your next case against him. Lucifer worshipped again. Then said, I agree my creator and my master that we can't kill him now, but we want to bind him and his destiny by the authority of the Bible verses he disobeyed. My Lord, I have three witnesses to present. May I, my worship? Mercy signal to Lucifer. Go ahead. Huh? I bested in tears. <laughs> I can't end like this, Lord. On earth. In the church. I had fainted again in the church. In the church office. And the congregation were busy dancing in a musical concert where God was absent. The last evidence shows that my wife was having an affair with the assistant pastor. My Lord, I have three witnesses to present. May I, my worship, a message signal to Lucifer to go ahead. <laughs> I bursted into tears. I can't end like this. Lucifer presented the first witness. That personality with the emblem letter P. As you know, my Lord, I am pride. P, pride. The accused has given me full permission to operate in his life. Here are my exhibits. Part one. Exhibits one. The accused isn't satisfied with the names he was called when he was born. He now goes by the title Reverend Dr. Jude. The senior pastor of something, something, something. The pastor of something, something, something. <laughs> this pride makes him get angry anytime he was referred to as simply Brother Jude. In one instance, he lambasted his workers for not addressing him properly in church magazine and flyers. This contravene to the law of Jesus written in the book of Matthew chapter 23 verse 10. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. Exhibit part 2. The accused cannot sit in normal chairs or with his members. He now has a special chair in the church, big enough for five persons. But he has made for himself alone. Even his wife cannot sit on that chair. And this contravenes the example my Lord laid down on earth. And your instructions in the book of Luke, chapter 14, verse 10, which says, But when thou art invited and bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room. Now, Tim. Exhibits 3. The accused doesn't respect his wife at all. He treats her like a second class citizen and her opinion are useless to him. He neglects the fact that my Lord said two shall become one. He doesn't submit to his wife at all. He lay claim on the verse that women should submit but he neglected Ephesians 5.21 Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Exhibit 4. 
and fall out from the previous exhibit. He made his wife to fall into the sin of adultery. His wife, though she had never intentionally broken her marriage vows, she has fallen in love with the assistant pastor. She found solace in his assistant because she discusses more with his assistant and she's now only happy when she's chatting with the assistant. Hmm. The last evidence shows that my wife was having an affair with the assistant pastor. Howbeit, it was an emotional affair. Oh God. Exhibit 5. The accused has converted himself to a demigod to be worshipped. His members now call him Lord. God's assistant, Papa, Master, all forms of names that challenges the fathership of the only father in heaven. His members now kneel in his presence. Some even roll on the floor for him. His messages encourages his members to continue because he only talks about miracles that happen by his anointing. This contravenes many laws as I quote below in Matthew 23 verse 8 but be not ye called rabbi for one is your master even Christ and all ye are brethren. Verse 9 and call no man your father upon the earth for one is your father which is in heaven. Am I boring you? Are you boring me? Are we boring ourselves? <laughs> there is no boring. Ezekiel. Okay, Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. I raise my case. And Lucifer called, witness too. I am the principality called anger. The accused have given me full permission to operate in his life. This is my exhibit. Exhibit one. The accused used to sit together with his wife in church until one day she ate cold beans. <laughs> she ate cold beans. <laughs> I don't like what I'm reading. <laughs> oh no. Then <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Forgive us, Lord. The wife, she said, he said the wife ate cold beans. <laughs> and she flatulated. <laughs> And she farted during the service. <laughs> he got so angry. And he didn't forgive her to date. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
He got so angry, he didn't forgive her to date. He stopped her from sitting with him. <laughs> Everywhere they go, this contravenes the law in Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ has loved the church and gave himself for it, he doesn't love his wife enough to forgive her. Exhibit 2. The accused once caught a church usher stealing money. A sum of 1.2 million of our currency. And he looked him up. He locked him up in the police station. So the family came to pay up. This is the same man that my Lord has forgiven severally for converting church money, church properties, and God's gift to his own personal property, a value we cannot estimate. He's like the servant in the parable of my Lord in Matthew chapter 18, 21 and 35, or to 35. He contravenes your law, my Lord. Exhibit 3. The accused knows how to keep malice for days. This contravene your law that says, until that person offend us on the same offense, 77 times a day, we shouldn't get angry. On this note, and with this evidence, I rest my case. Uncle Mike. <laughs> hey, a Lucifer presented the third witness. Come on. She says, my name is Princess Mammon. Money. Yeah, I, I am, I am the representative for, for the wickedness in high places. I, I work in the money and the wealthiness department of, of the, of the, of the directorate of Mammon. You know, the, the accused loves me so much and, uh, he has given me the full permission to, to work in his life. I, I hereby present my evidences. Evidence number one. The accused didn't go into ministry because he wanted to serve you, my Lord. He was actually tired of poverty. And um, he discovered that anointing can, <laughs> can lead to wealth. <laughs> so, he, he cried for anointing. To anointing, fall on me. So that people can come to him and he too will become popular. This contravenes the laws in Matthew chapter 15 verse 8 that says that these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and their heart do not honor me as so far. But in vain they do worship me, teaching doctrines for whatever, whatever. <laughs> Exhibit 2. As soon as the accused got one small anointing, he didn't deny himself again any pleasures of the world. He uses the anointing to satisfy his cravings for worldly acquisition. He's allegedly, he's, he's already had three good cars, but lust and uh, lack of 
sacrifice made him give it out to those who will sing his praises so that he can buy a, a third one, very expensive cars and uh, with features that he doesn't actually need. He, he actually wasted kingdom resources and uh, on a private jet so that he can satisfy his lust for <laughs> for lavish lifestyle and uh, not because he needs it. So, so that members won't accuse him of wasting resources, he created programs in many nations so he can justify a private jet. He didn't deny himself anything. This contravenes your law in Luke chapter 9 verse 23 that says, And he said to them all, If any man would come to me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Evidence 3. The accused has spent resources on building signature auditorium and organizing signature programs. Billions of money had been spent to make his ministry look good. He concentrates on earthly buildings and structures than the poor you sent him to. His ministry had helped a lot of people, poor people, actually about 1.2 million, and he televised his donations as against your instructions that no one should see when you are helping the less privileged. Matthew chapter 6 verse 3, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall himself reward thee openly. If he had utilized the finances you legitimately brought his way, he should have assisted 17.8 million people Poor persons, a lot of deaths, a lot of sicknesses, a lot of broken homes would have been saved. But he used the resources to make a name for himself. This contravenes several of your laws like Matthew 25:34 that says, Then shall the king say unto him, unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the well. I'm closing. I rest my case. At this point, Lucifer looked up to mercy and he said, I also hereby rest my case. You are the just judge. Is he guilty or not? A messy reply. Jude. Jude. Pastor Jude. Is guilty. Ah. All the prosecution and witnesses jumped for joy. And Lucifer spoke again. My Lord and my only God, your word says in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. Please, my Lord, do the needful now. Honor your word more than your name because that's what you say. A message book again. Lucifer, complete that Bible verse in Romans 6 23 and John 10 10. Complete it. 
And Lucifer went on his knees. He was stammering. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I think, I think, I think Cat has beaten his tongue. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Lucifer said, I think, um, listen, Messi, Messi, and Messi said, listen, Messi spoke, I have released Messi before all these accusations. If he was dead, he wouldn't be able to receive Messi. But he's not dead, yet only fainted. My mercy is always available for the living. <laughs> Those who are clapping, may the Lord show us mercy. Hallelujah. In closing, Lucifer started rolling on the floor as he spoke. My Lord, you only allow me to kill a few of them every day. You kept your mercy available for them all the time. You tricked me to kill you over 2,000 years ago. And that my mistake released your blood that keeps releasing mercy that defeats me daily. Please, my Lord and my God, let me kill more of them, please. They are cold. They have left your commandments. They have created human gods. They have designed 21st century Christianity. They have neglected the instructions you gave them. Their churches are now disco halls. Over 70% of them didn't go to church because they love you. They only come because they, they hated poverty and are seeking for prosperity. I have succeeded in turning them to human anointing worshippers. I have... I have silenced many of their preachers with wealth. They don't think about you. They are selfish. They are self-centered. And they aren't preparing for eternity. My Lord, you love them, but they don't love you. They only love the earth despite your warning them not to. Let me, let me cause a major disaster, please. Let me cause the wall of their, of their fanciful auditorium to fall over them. Please let me, let me, let me poison their food so they can, they can die. Please, please give me the, the power to do that. In tens of thousands, I want to kill them. Let me attack their, their, their jamboree called conferences and conventions. My Lord, you created me to destroy. You created me to kill. Please let me kill. Let me kill. Let me kill. Let me destroy. Let me do my job on a greater scale. My Lord, they are not ready to sacrifice anything for you. They have watered down Christianity. Even the little foxes I sponsored into the church some years ago have become leaders and leading millions astray. I have introduced once saved, forever saved, and they bought the idea, despite all you wrote in the Bible, that my forces had changed the meaning of grace. They have lifted prosperity above holiness. Please let me kill them in their cold state. Please, my master, give me the go ahead. And mercy spoke. My love for mankind is greater than your hunger for destruction. 
I still have over 7,000 persons who will not bow down to the new religion, who will lead the new revival. I have souls I have made hungry for me, and they will still correct the errors in my church. I will still raise writers, singers, teachers, ministers who will lead my people back to me. Lucifer, your request isn't granted. <laughs> oh, well, some can say radio Then, in closing, mercy looked at me. I am giving you a very uncommon grace to go back. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Correct your errors and glorify me. It's only me that you have life. Go back, Jude. At this point, I heard people calling my name. I woke up in the hospital. My wife and some other ministers were by my bed praying. The assistant pastor was holding the hands of my wife in prayers. When I came around, everyone jumped for joy. My wife was hugging the assistant pastor instead of hugging me. (laughs) Notwithstanding my state, I rushed down to my wife, hugged her to myself, brought her to my bedside in the hospital. She was surprised and my assistant was angry. I was scheduled to give a speech at the end of the musical concert. It was shortly before my speech that my wife came to look for me. So she called the other ministers. Assistant pastors, assistant pastor was telling everyone not to bother that I am already dead. At the insisting of my wife, I was smuggled out of the church to the nearest hospital. I heard my ministers praising God. Some of them were saying that, ah, it was the praise program that didn't allow me to die. They claimed that the praises were so hot that God had to stop death from taking me away. Others claimed, <laughs> others claimed that it was the arrow of death that came for me and their prayers by the hospital had stopped the arrow. Some others were boasting that it was my anointing that saved me from death. I shook my head. Where I was seated. If only they knew that all the praises were rendered during the, were rendered during the very expensive praise program was not accepted by heaven. If only they knew that it was only by mercy that I'm alive today. All my pride, arrogance and self-accomplishment was gone. I'm alive. Only by grace. I am a nobody on my own. I am only relevant if Christ allows. I saw the assistant pastor looking at my wife strangely. I could see the hunger in his eyes. I almost got angry, but I cautioned myself. I thanked everyone for their support. I asked everyone to leave except my wife and my assistant pastor. If I can't keep malice and I can't get angry, then I have to deal with this issue now. So as soon as the others left, the assistant pastor burst into tongues. Hmm. 
God, please grant me wisdom. I prayed. As soon as the others left, the assistant pastor was still speaking in tongues. I didn't know when I shouted, Brother, stop, 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 stop. They both looked at me, surprised at my outburst. Hmm. God, please grant me wisdom. I don't know what to say. I heard the Holy Spirit clearly telling me to shut up and look up. So I looked up and see a newborn baby floating on the ceiling. The baby was desperately looking for help. As soon as the baby saw that I could see her, she beckoned that I should please follow her. I told my wife and my assistant to follow me. So they both were bemused. They exchanged a secret look. Then they followed me. I noticed my wife was timid and my heart broke. I must have been so tough on her. Oh God, please help me to correct my mistakes. At that little prayer, I heard the Holy Spirit telling me to hold the hand of my wife as we walked out of my hospital room. I obeyed and held her hand. She was surprised but quietly followed me. The assistant pastor averted his gaze. I kept following the baby till we got to a door-marked theater. The baby entered and I followed, still holding my wife. We bursted into a commotion, a commotion scene. Doctors confused, nurses running everywhere. They were trying to resuscitate the woman who just delivered a dead baby. The birth was a stillborn. So they had thrown the baby carelessly into the bin by the well. All attention was on the woman. The baby I was following led me to the bin and waited by the bin. I heard the Holy Spirit telling me to decree that the baby should come alive. At this time, the nurses had come to chase us out of the theater. I shouted at the top of my voice, being made confident by what I saw and what the Holy Spirit told me. Deborah! Come back! In Jesus' name. I didn't know how. I knew the baby should be called Deborah. And the baby sneezed. (laughs) And started wailing. The dying mother sneezed and started crying. And the doctors almost jumped out of their skin. And they started talking rubbish in their confession. The nurses ran out of the theater. My wife let go my hand and crouched on the floor crying. And my assistant pastor ran out of the door. In the midst of the whole confession, the Holy Spirit, my new companion, was telling me that the name of the woman is also Deborah. And she was told by God to name her baby Deborah. God led her to this hospital for for her antenatal. She wanted to go to the United States for her delivery, but God told her to use the closest hospital to our church. This woman went for a scan three days ago, and her baby was pronounced dead. She was scheduled for an immediate operation, but God told her to tell the doctors to schedule the operation three days later. Are you enjoying what I'm reading? Yes. Hmm. Ah, 
easy to obey. God told her that he didn't give her a name for a dead child. But the vessel God wanted to use isn't ready. But will be ready in three days time. That's why when you are worshipping God, you must worship God well. Yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. Her husband and family members had made just of her for waiting on God and, and staying in this country for her delivery. She remained Christly and stubborn. She actually came to the hospital with her baby things. She told her husband, God told me that my baby is Deborah and I shall be known as Deborah's mom. So God, the perfect arranger, the way maker, the best matchmaker, ensured I was discovered, I was discovered, fainted in the office by my wife so that I can be taken to the hospital where this child of God will be. Battling and battling with the spirit of death, both for herself and for her baby. Are you understanding what I'm reading? Nothing happens by chance. Hmm. In the midst of the commotion, I had peace because I could hear from the Holy Spirit and I could see into the supernatural. Can I pause here to pray for my readers? May every skill that blocks your spiritual eyes and ears by mercy in Jesus mighty name and somebody say amen. amen after the whole connection ended everyone agreed that I don't need to be admitted at the hospital again became I haven't I haven't heard from the Holy Spirit because I haven't heard from the Holy Spirit that I should leave my wife's hand I held <laughs> onto it tightly my wife was quiet now the assistant pastor was nowhere to be found. I had a little talk with my ministers and sent them back to church so they could attend to all our invited guests. Despite the fact that a lot of dignitaries were waiting for me in the church, I decided to go home with my wife. For the first time in many years, I wasn't eager to go to church. My eyes are opened. The structure isn't what makes the church a church. By the Spirit of God. No wonder Jesus said, Where two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in their midst. The over 50,000 persons who gathered for our concert came because some wanted to dance, some were bored and needed a place to go, some missed their club gig and decided to replace it with church gig. Many came because of the artists we invited. We organized it as so as to make history and make a name for ourselves. But Jesus was absent. When I got home, I didn't leave the hands of my wife. I kept on holding it till we got to the bedroom. I wanted to talk her to talk, but the Holy Spirit still asked me to shut up. So we both sat on the bed, staring into the ceiling. It was so awkward. The silence was so deafening. But I kept holding her hands. The Holy Spirit was quiet. My spiritual eyes saw nothing. 
I really have a lot to say, but the Holy Spirit, my new personal teacher, had told me to shut up. Then her phone rang. It was a call from the assistant pastor. <laughs> she used her free hand to pick the call and she put the call on speaker. My love, what has happened to your husband? I don't understand. What is happening? I am confused here. He said, not knowing that the phone was on speaker. My wife bursted into tears, not minding the blabbing of the caller. She knelt before me and said, My husband, I need to go first. That same moment, the Holy Spirit spoke, Be still and know that I'm God. I am more than enough to take charge of any situation in your life. Learn to wait on me. Are you enjoying what I'm reading? (laughs) My wife bursted into tears, not minding the blabbing of the caller. She knelt before me and said, My husband, I need to confess. Pastor so-and-so was my boyfriend in secondary school. And we lost touch over the years. I was surprised when he was the one that was transferred to our branch from the international headquarters. I was fed up of acting tight in church when our home was in shame and shambles. You were very angry with me regularly. Everything I did at home annoyed you. Because of my highly placed position in the church, I couldn't talk to anyone because I'm the one other pastor's wife look up to for marriage advice, I bottled up my head in pain inside. I was about to do something drastic when this pastor arrived. Due to our history together, I was open to him. He came to report his wife to me. His marriage is also scattered. His wife had denied him sex for over two years. She had pushed him out of the matrimonial bedroom. She told him, that she hates him with passion. We naturally started discussing and keeping ourselves company. He had made efforts to hold me or kiss me, but I didn't agree. To be honest, I didn't know when we started sending love messages to ourselves. I didn't know when I started sneaking out of the house to meet with him in restaurants just to be away from all my own marital stops. My husband, I'm sorry. Two weeks ago, I stumbled on a Facebook post that says emotional relationship is adultery. I feel bad. I told the pastor, but he wasn't ready to stop. I went into fasting and prayer. I told God I'll give him anything just to have my marriage back. I told God to name his price. And God gave me a dream. And I saw an old man walking into my room. He brought out a big sack and told me to open my closet. He packed all the clothes that were either short or tight for my stature. He went into my closet, packed all my jewelries, packed all my makeup kits, and even my sexy jeans string, sorry panties. He packed all my wigs and add-on eyelashes. Then he went to my, my shelf, Packed off all the feminism novels I had gathered over the years and finally collected my phone and started deleting all the romance and X-rated novels I had downloaded. 
He now gave me our wedding picture as compensation for everything he packed. Then I woke up from my dream. Stand to your feet. I don't know why the Lord made me read, but I believe that God is going to visit us this year. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Minstrels, instrumentalists, we are just closing. I'm not going to touch you. The Lord is already touching all of us. But I want us to enter into a deep worship for the next five minutes. And then just bless his name as we come to the end of this fasting and prayer. I don't know why God made me read, but I believe that we are going to have the Holy Spirit and the angels minister in our churches. Every time we come to his presence, we want to feel him. We want our worship to be worship in spirit and in truth. Let's learn to come to his presence always wanting to just worship him genuinely. So is it okay to lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord? Yesterday is gone, another day has come, do something new. Oh Jesus, yesterday is gone, another day has come, do something new. Is gone. Another day has come. Oh, do something new in my life. Sing it again to Jesus. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Oh, do something new. We are close to singing to Jesus. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Do something new in my life. Sing to something new. Do something new in my life. Something miraculous in my life. Something miraculous in my life. 
You don't need me, you need me 
Fall in love with him. He's enjoying our worship. Yes, you are the Lord. You are the Lord. Most high. Yes, you are. Yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are Lord. Most high. Yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are. Yes, you are.
Listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273 240 449, 0540 77 49 41. Stay blessed.